Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever it is, wherever the fuck you are. This is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club. And as always, I have Darren Jolly with me. Hello. Today, we are going to be talking about banned books. I uh, thought it was important because... I don't know, mid-September, I think September 18th is Banned Books Week. Um, So it kind of covers a couple of my favorite things, books and censorship. I (laughs) don't like censorship, but I like talking about it because it's definitely there. Um, Let me hand it over to Darren. (laughs) It's weird when you go down these lists and you look at things uh, that people decide to to ban. Sometimes it just we had that episode where we were talking about the paternalism of the state uh, and and paternalism, maternalism. Either way, um, it's just I, when we're like one of the things that popped out at me was Captain Underpants. I mean, my God, you know, I mean. Hold, hold on, before <laughs> before we jump into, you know, what is being banned and, and what's on the list and what isn't, <clears throat> I think it's important to, to tell people about the list because I don't know if, if they know what it is or have even heard about it. So the American Library Association is basically a group of librarians that works to well, keep libraries open for one, um, keep books on the shelves for another, but they also compile this list. So basically what happens is if you're a school in wherever and you decide to challenge a book, the ALA is going to say, okay, this book was challenged. If that book actually gets banned then the ALA is going to say, okay, this book got banned. So historically, um, well, Darren just mentioned Captain Underpants, um, but historically, you know, Grapes of Wrath have been on there. Um, Of Mice and Men, uh, 1984 and Animal Farm. um, Every fucking good book that you can think about reading seems to show up on these fucking lists. Yes, and what's funny about it, though, is that they always say, because Darren was talking about the protective thing, they always say, well, we did it to protect kids. How do they, I mean, what, how, what's the process? I mean, how do they go through the process of banning them in the first place? Well, so, I mean, it depends on the municipality. If you're in, you know, but fuck, I'm a hillbilly right-wing Bible thump in Arkansas... And there's only, you know, a few people on the the city council or, or the school board. Then you say, I don't like this book. And they say, okay, let's take it off the, the shelf. How did they get the information? So they just, they, they, they publicly, are they the library, they, that ALA organization, they just go and look through, do they contact these municipalities? I mean, how are they? I don't know. I would imagine that on, at least in some cases, some outraged parent somewhere 
is complaining about it. Uh-huh. Um, because again, so like, uh, oh shit. What's the, it is of mice and men, right? Um, Lenny likes rabbits, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, <laughs> and it's a good book. I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. But, um, they banned that book. And again, they said it was because of protecting the children because there were provocative sex scenes in the, in the book. Um, but really why they banned it was because they were afraid that it was going to harm agriculture in that central Valley of California. So that's why they banned it. And I think the grapes of wrath was banned for a similar reason. reason. Um, you know, the jungle, um, well, that wasn't banned for the same reason. I was going to say they were banned because it was going to fuck with slaughterhouse business, but that was written after, so far after that it didn't mess with it. Um, but there were lots of them like that. We we were joking around before we started because Darren said, oh, Huck Finn, and I said, yeah, that's a great fucking book. Um, and <laughs> I don't know really why they banned it because... There's nothing bad in it, and I I can't see on the list, um, or or maybe I missed it. Why they said it was banned? Um, personally, I believe it was banned just for racist reasons because there was a little white kid with, uh, you know, a former slave, um, or a runaway slave, and I think that that's why it was banned because they didn't want like white people talking to black people. Uh, so what what i found so huckleberry finn banned immediately after publication uh, the book was banned on the recommendation of public commissioners in concord massachusetts who described it as racist coarse trashy inelegant irreligious obsolete inaccurate and mindless yeah so they banned it for being racist it wasn't them being racist for banning the book it was the book was racist and that's why they banned it see they're always out to protect us i love that about them well in like in retrospect like the way that sometimes in the in the moment when people get so heated you know like right now you know when you have your twitter pylon fucking moments you know when everybody gets all you know angry and you know self-fucking-righteous and woke and all that shit uh you do stupid things you know you need to take a second and think about a thing study a thing engage with that thing before you make a determination about whether or not it's appropriate to be in 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 any way like what like i don't know there's this thing i heard that's called the first amendment you know i mean i i'm not sure i know that they talk about the establishment of religion being against against the rules, but I think somehow or another self-expression is supposed to be protected as well. I mean, where would we be without books? You know, where would we be without, you know, without Huck Finn, without Toni Morrison? I mean, I don't know, man. Give me a fucking break. Well, and, you know, that's why the a- ALA does this, and, and they actually are a non-profit, so they work through donations, um, but... You know, they they work tirelessly to make sure that these books stay on the shelves. Um, And I'm pretty sure that they are um, helping to make sure that we don't end up in a a state where they're just doing mass mass book burnings like or like Fahrenheit 451, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because 
these books, regardless of whether or not you agree with what the book says or believe what the book says, the words are important because they they expand your mind. They help with your vocabulary. They do so many fucking things that... That, that frankly i mean tv can't do and i like tv well i don't like tv i like movies there's a difference um i don't like commercials really um but books i mean i don't know where we'd be without them they're they're a concrete historical testament to a specific moment right like mein kampf right mein kampf is fucked up you know and 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 it, it displays like like horribly perverted thoughts that that uh, this individual got into, but you cannot just, you know, I know it's it's still banned in Germany. Like you can't, you cannot have your legally, you cannot have Mein Kampf. But I think it's important to have these horrible things along with the great things, so that we have this historical record of who and what we are. If we start to hide ourselves from those things or uh, try to push them into the background or eliminate them, then, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't like Winston Churchill's statement that history, you know, if you don't learn, then history repeats itself. But there is a measure of truth in, in, in the idea that if you, if you don't at least face what it is that you've done or where you've been or, you know, who it is that you were, and maybe in some respects still are or not capable of dealing with the aspects of that thing, then uh, you're basically going to push yourself back down similar roads. So, um, you know, and now I just had a brain fart, so I can't remember who the hell it was. I'm pretty sure it was Gene Roddenberry, but, that doesn't sound right for some reason, but you know, <clears throat> somebody asked him a question on how he learned to write, and he said, I just read, and I read, and I read, and I read. I read good stuff, I read bad stuff, I read, and I read, and I read. I read everything. Um, so regardless of whether you want to be a writer or not you know it it opens you up to a whole new world and personally i like fiction better than non-fiction but you know if you like documentaries then then maybe non-fiction is your thing i can't think of any non-fiction books that were on the the banned books list um, mein Kampf is, 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 I mean, it's not on. Right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. I, I know. I, um, but I was thinking more like, uh, I don't know, some, like a real, <clears throat> but I think maybe a lot of that is because sports people and, and actors would end up ghostwriting them anyway. <laughs> um, I know all of the Jersey Shore people have a bunch of books that you can buy. I'm pretty sure those were ghostwritten. <laughs> well, if that if there's any books that need to be burned, it's probably the people then from the Jersey Shore. That, Not that I'm talking shit about the Jersey Shore, but here's something. I, so I, I am. I I, I <clears throat> wanted to read this because when I was looking up the banned books list, 
I thought that this was a really cool quote. Um, John Stuart Mill wrote in On Liberty that if all mankind minus one were of one opinion and only one person were of the contrary opinion, mankind would be no more justified in silencing that one person than he, if he had the power, would be justified in silencing mankind. That's fucking brilliant. And obviously a little misogynistic, <laughs> but you gotta consider when it was written. Um, so yeah, we we don't want to ban books. Um, and, and Darren said at the beginning of the show that every fucking good book ever was on this banned book list at, at one time or another. And I know for a fact that some of my favorites are are there. Um, you know, I mentioned 1984 and Animal Farm. Um, a Brave New World is is always on there. Um, uh, Ulysses is on there. Uh, Catcher in the Rye is on there. Why do you think that we, like, socially continue to resort to like we we maintain that we believe in these certain dispositions right we believe in freedom of speech we believe in freedom of expression but then it always becomes so conditional like it's one thing like and of course once i say it's it's one thing then you're you're starting to go down the exception road but there when somebody can be injured you know, yell like the the there was a a law. It was the Supreme Court case. Yeah, the, the fire exactly the fire in the uh, uh, the movie theater thing. Um, that that obviously makes perfect sense. But like these are some of this shit is just so like so obnoxious. Like it it, it pushes us. So why do you think? I think it's because we like to live our lives on a slippery slope, dude. And that's the problem. I don't personally like to be on a slippery slope, but everyone around me seems to, especially our legislators. What do you, what do you mean? Well, because, you know, when they start to create that one exception, then, you know, we put our foot down and, and we start to slide down that hill a little bit and, and we're on a slippery slope. Um, and I know that, I don't want to get into the whole philosophical thing about a slippery slope, but what I was getting at is that it's dangerous when we start creating exceptions because if we can create one, then we can create another. And pretty soon the entire idea that was here is gone because it's hidden behind all of these exceptions and these rules. You know, here's what I would like to see happen, not just with books, but, you know, is that with my freedom of expression, my freedom of speech, is that I can say anything that I want until my rights begin to impede on yours. And if my rights impede on yours, then it's no longer my right. Okay, so so in terms of the concept of, of impediment, right? So when I hear the the maternalist paternalistic disposition, the concept of being offended becomes something that people utilize as an impediment. So like you can say imp impede on some, but you have to define 
clearly because people need to be fucking offended i mean it's important to you know to to but you you, you understand what i'm saying they Absolutely. they think that you're impeding on them when you're offending them at that point but see that's where they're wrong because if if the book was offensive they don't have to fucking read it if the tv show offends them turn the fucking channel just because it's on doesn't mean you have to watch it and it's not up to us to make sure your kids don't read that book. It's up to you. But it should still be on the shelves of your local library. If you don't want them to read it because it has sex in it or because it has racism or sex. Well, I mean, <laughs> or you know, sex or language. Well, that I mean, you like we looked at the newest stuff. The newest stuff, a lot of it has to do with you know the LGBTQ plus stuff. Like uh, parents are hyper conscious of of that of that space all of a sudden. Like, yeah, I don't know, and and I'm I'm sorry, people who are listening to this. I haven't read most of the books that are are on the current um, banned list or challenge list. Um, I saw 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, and I can understand why some parents may think that that's dangerous because it was talking about suicide. Um, But some of the other shit, I think there's one book on there called Queer... Gender queer. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Have no idea what it's about. I'm pretty sure it's something to do with queer and gender something. That's all I got. Um. But because we believe what we believe, the point is is that parents should be stopping their children from reading that stuff, but it should not be removed from the shelves. And if the kid, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is is that when kids are negotiating complex questions about identity, because you can't really be effective in a world until you know who you are. You know, you're you're in the world you know, yourself, and then you have to become yourself in the world. So sometimes you have to go through the process of, you know, examining some pretty complicated stuff, which means that you might read some books that might scare your parents a little bit because they never negotiated those questions. But if you need to negotiate those questions, you know, uh, the ability for a person to explore those concepts, those ideas, those thoughts, those, you know, various different complex spaces is essential. Well, and so I'm going to kind of go a different direction with this, but regardless of what type of book it was, you know, a lot of the, the writers on this list didn't get to see the benefits of it. Um, Vonnegut probably did. Um, but when I wrote my book, I hoped and prayed and when i say prayed i don't actually mean to a deity um <laughs> i i hoped and prayed I'm glad you made that clear <laughs> that, that i would make it on the banned books list because if you could make it on the banned books list then that means well a couple of things one it means you pissed a couple of people off mm-hmm. and two it means that it, enough people fucking people read reading your book yeah. that you made it on the list yeah um, so these people, I'm guessing these authors, uh, regardless of what the, the topic was, I'm sure they're, they're pretty happy. 
that they made it onto that list. Well, it, it, I mean, the funny thing is that they start, they like, like if you go through the decades, you know, like there were certain concepts, like the ones that were from the 20th century. They were, they're all the major, uh, well, you know, Western European, generally you mean speaking. The Radcliffe ones? Yeah, the Radcliffe stuff is, is, it's all the major Western European uh, writing that, nowadays you're either reading in high school or you sort of need to kind of read if you want to be a part of the psyche of, of our current existence but when you get into 2020 and, and you know for, well the, the 21st century what it is that's being banned i mean it's shifted like tons and tons and tons of the stuff has to deal with uh sexual identity you know like how a person identifies themselves uh I mean, it's just over and over and over again, you know, like, so like what I'm saying is, is that we always ban whatever our current, uh, complex social questions are because a lot of people are afraid of negotiating them. That, that I think is a true statement, but yeah. So if it wasn't books that they were complaining about, it would be something else because, well, I think people need something to complain about for one, but two, I think that they are trying to work out how to negotiate these questions. Um, one time I was in Seattle and Seattle, I don't, it's not strictly because of Amazon or maybe Amazon is as open as they are because they were in Seattle because they're, they move now, but um, my, my cab driver was complaining because they had male bathrooms and female bathrooms. And now they had these bathrooms that were like the, they bathrooms, right? Or the, what did they call that? Gender neutral? Yeah, sure. Non-binary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the cab driver was complaining about this and he hadn't read a book about it. I mean, but he was trying to negotiate this social question mm -hmm. um, that had impacted him on a, a daily basis. And I think that that's an important part of it, too, is that we've got to remember that for the most part, people don't start thinking about one thing or another until it impacts them. Somehow. Directly. Yeah. You know, once it starts influencing their life in one way or another, that's when they start thinking about mm -hmm. it. Um, and I think that's the case for most everybody. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm special or something, but, you know, I try to, to walk a mile in another person's shoes. Um, I don't necessarily succeed, but I try. I'm going to pat myself on the back now. Yeah. <laughs> good job you did a good job brian <laughs> so so i looked at the radcliffe list and i think this is really cool if you guys ever get a chance go to the ali website and pull up the radcliffe list because it shows a lot of the challenges and a lot of the you know the bannings um and when they happened and why but you know, uh, the catcher in the rye, um, there's a huge fucking list of reasons and, and time frames. I mean, from 
1977 up through 2009. And I, I don't want to read all of them, but one of them here really makes me laugh because um, it was challenged because it was anti-white um, and obscene. So I don't know what what the hell in that book made an anti-white and i mean can you think of anything darren I, i've read that book a few times and i can't think of anything that was anti-white yeah i i i mean when i think of catcher in the rye i think about the fact that um everybody that shoots a president has the book you know i mean it's good I, I i don't think that that has anything to do with race i don't even remember them even negotiating the concept of race period in the book it was anti anti-private school i think well, maybe he, he 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 anti-social i mean he he definitely was you know like angsty you know i mean he was he was struggling with shit you know but so i was wrong about the date anyway so when it was anti-white and obscene it was in 1963 a delegation of parents in columbus ohio asked the school board to ban it um yeah, the school board did however refuse the request which is very cool yep um but that's one of my favorite books i i love that book um grapes of wrath eh. <laughs> holton caulfield was such a weirdo in that book dude to kill a mockingbird good book that's they always, that racist is what they always say with that one. I, I like Invisible Man. I that's my favorite book. I can't fucking believe that they would ever. That's just it's just stupid. Just a a beautiful inquiry into how a person becomes who they are. You know, I mean, I just don't. Uh, well, and the overcoming of lots of different things, yeah. right? From moving from one region to another, you know. Um, trying to find a fucking job which isn't always easy i mean and just feeling invisible just in the wash of everyone yeah the paint imagery so fucking cool yeah optic white looking brilliant awesome this this is kind of weird to me um 1984 technically isn't on the list um but it was challenged in 1981 because of pro-communist and explicit sexual matter that is if you guys have not read that book um and you like the matrix v for vendetta maybe um yeah v for vendetta draws directly i mean it's yeah draws directly from fucking 1984 i i highly suggest it um i don't know what what are some of them on the list that that you like or don't like catch 22 great fucking book lord of the rings dude i don't get that slaughterhouse slaughterhouse five dude i mean fuck dude you know i mean you don't understand anything about what was going on during those wars unless you understand those bombs that were going off and what was going on inside of people's heads man well slaughterhouse five i mean because so personally i had never heard of dresden or the the bad shit that had happened there yeah until i read slaughterhouse five mm -hmm. um when i read slaughterhouse five 
you know, when I went over to Europe a couple of times, I was talking to those people and a lot of the Germans don't even know, you know, exactly how many were killed, but I'm sure that Slaughterhouse-Five was banned mainly because both the United States and Germany are fucking embarrassed that it ever happened to begin with, that they killed all of those fucking people, that they don't really know how many, like, a low estimate is like 12,000. Well, I mean, those, the fire bombs were, were devastating. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like I said earlier, like you need those, those historical snapshots so that you can not only understand what was happening, but understand the, the, the psyche, you know, you, 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 you see the image that's being projected by the writer and and the thoughts that go through go through the mind of the individual. I, one, I I definitely gotta. I've never read the Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie, but when he when he wrote that book, he's had to live his entire life um, with bodyguards around him, and he just recently he's recovering from. He got attacked like crazy and got stabbed a bunch of times by somebody. I mean, because and he's been one of the greatest advocates for for. Uh, free speech and and for the importance of being able to express yourself through literature um, in the world for the last you know 50, 50 years or so. Now, while I did want to be on the banned book list, I didn't necessarily want to be stabbed. Um, <laughs> Come on, dude! It'd be like war wounds, you know. I can see that you know maybe there's some benefit in that. Um, I bet you if he writes another book right now, he'd get published right away. Yeah, I I, I don't think that he'll ever no. have problems finding an, anybody to publish a book for him anyway. But that is, I I wasn't saying that he would. But. <laughs> Naked lunch. That was a fucking weird one. Heroin and sex. I've got that book at home. I still haven't read it yet. <laughs> the Tropic of Cancer. George Costanza. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Seinfeld reference if you're under the age of 35. Um, you know, so on the Radcliffe list, at least, Hemingway is on here a bunch. And Hemingway, I, I loved his writing. I think probably, I don't know, like, I didn't read the, the wise. Um, a lot of the places he was banned or challenged are overseas in, in Spain and Turkey. Um, I think if he was banned in the United States, a lot of it would have to do with sex because um, a couple of his books had some pretty pretty good sex scenes in them, um, especially... Uh, yeah. Why in the world were they going after Dr. Seuss? I don't know. Was it something to do with LSD? I don't know. But, like, I remember recently there was something that went down where, uh, let's see, six books won't be published anymore because they portray people in hurtful and wrong ways. The cat's quiver... Quizzer, excuse me, uh, Scrambled Egg Super, oh, On Beyond Zebra, McElligot's Pool, If I Ran to the Zoo, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. 
You know, I think it's because people are whack jobs and they maybe have too much time on their hands. Um, was it, uh, it was one of the reverends, wasn't it, that was going after the Teletubbies? Now, the Teletubbies were fucking stupid and irritating as hell. And I know that this is television. But um, he was going after the Teletubbies because he thought one of them was a homo. Um, what the fuck? Tinky Winky? I don't know the name of the Teletubby. I'm trying to think of the name of the fucking river, not the Teletubby. I only remember Josh would be talking about Tinky Winky. Josh was an idiot. Josh really loved the Teletubbies. Um, And Josh, yeah, he was kind of an idiot for sure. Reverend, um, if you guys know, why don't you hit me on Twitter? (laughs) Except this isn't a live show, so that's not going to do anything. Um, yeah, I think it's just because people might have too much fucking time on their hands and, and they like to, uh, yeah, it was, it was Jerry Falwell. Okay. He went after him because one of them, I don't know, I guess the one with the triangle on his head, the purple one. That's Tinky Winky. Oh, it is Tinky Winky. Yeah. (laughs) Nice memory, dude. Way to, way to remember the name of fucking. It's not, I did. It's, it was all Josh. He just would say Tinky Winky all the time. Tinky Winky. Okay, so, and Jerry Falwell may indeed have too much time on his hands. Um, so, yeah. Um, now I fucking don't have anything to say except Tinky Winky, apparently. Well, you just, I mean, people do have too much time on their hands. Like, why in, in anybody's name would anybody look for something like, t- or Dr. Seuss for that matter? I mean, it, it, it looked like it was saying that there are racist uh, undertones in, in those books. But I, again, I'm not sure that you want to just get rid of all that stuff. I think that, uh, I think that, I mean, I remember that Br'er Rabbit stuff, I mean, you don't, you don't put it out like, you don't know, maybe necessarily celebrate it, but you, you need to have memories of the bad and the odd thoughts that people maintain throughout time. If you start throwing them away or hiding them away, I mean, honestly, like we 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 we're still racist as a society, generally speaking. Like it's 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 not uh, it's not something that's going to go away um, without like you you can't ban a book and make it disappear. That's not the way that it works. No, open communication is the way to make that happen. But they don't want it to go away. They want us to hate each other. Divide and conquer. That is correct. Um, so go after Dr. Seuss if that's what you have to do. Which I never... I mean, I didn't like Dr. Seuss, and I thought his fucking animation was creepy. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to burn the book or tell you you can't have it. Even if you were my kid, I'd probably let you have it. I wouldn't buy it for you, <laughs> but... You can have it. Fuck, you can have the Bible if you want. That is a spectacular work of fiction that should be on the band book list. <laughs> a spectacular work of fiction. <laughs> Did y'all get that? Did you understand what he said? For, gonna... for those of you from Texas over to the Panhandle in Florida... I was saying that the book that you read religiously, or at least let someone read to you, is not true. 
Not not everybody down there though. Just you you know who it applies to. You know who it doesn't apply. And there's some people in like Western Colorado that are there. There's there's a lot of those kooks all over the place. No, I was just going with the Bible Belt. That's all. Yeah, I I got you. I just didn't want to alienate anybody. So. <laughs> yeah, we can spread it around. There are plenty of dipshits all over. Um, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's trying to read something or, or something because I just keep talking and, and rambling and rambling. No, so you're, 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 we're fine. I was just ad-libbing in the, in, in the middle of it all. Robert Cromier, Chocolate War. I, I loved that book as a kid. I liked, I, I liked I Am Cheese too, but I don't, I don't think that one ever got banned. But, uh, I don't understand why Chocolate War got banned, but it's just really incredibly obnoxious. I, I, I too much time on your hands that's that's for sure go away take care of your own shit let me take care of mine i agree i th- i think that that is um a very important concept that more people need to um take hold of and and try to understand because just because you want to watch one thing or read one thing and you know maybe you want me to read it and watch it too that's fine but don't tell me that i can't read or watch what i want because of you know whatever um you know put don't buy the book turn the page turn the channel put it down but leave leave people alone uh it's important. And maybe if you read more of those fucking books, you wouldn't be so narrow-minded anyway. And I did mention that Band Books Week is coming up in September, right? I thought I did. You did, yeah. <laughs> so I think around the, somewhere around the 18th, you were saying? Yeah. Roald, Roald Dahl. I mean, how can you ban Roald Dahl? I, mean, I know he was kind of a weirdo in real life, but... Uh... I love his stuff, man. That dude made me laugh. Any of these guys. And like you said, if historically, if it was a good book, it was on the list. <clears throat> you know, it's it's funny. Um, I'm going to have to try to find it, and maybe we can do a show about it. Um, they did a study and looked at, like, Mandatory 7th grade reading in, like, 1920. And then they did mandatory 7th grade reading in, like, 2020. And the the level dropped substantially as far as, you know technical level i guess you'd call it um from those hundred years or 80 years or whatever the list ended up being i'll I'll look it up and find it but what i was getting at is that the books probably on that 1920 list were some of the books that darren and i were talking about you know if it's the great book it was banned like the twain books and things like that but now on the list you've got stuff like 50 shades of gray that's a shit book um 
Hunger Games. That was an okay book. I, I like those books. They were fine. I liked that it motivated, you know, revolutionary thoughts in kids. I think that was a, there's value in that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I remember Aaron's daughter, Gwen, with her fucking bow and arrow when we went camping because of that book. It was her that it was did yeah the shooting or the arrow right? yeah 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 that's uh, uh Katniss yeah. Everdeen yes um I preferred the uh, the Divergent books to Hunger Games oh I I hated I thought that editing in the particularly the second and the third books were horrible in those ones I I have to go back and reread them again at some point in time because I like those series books where they. I need to probably read uh, Maze Runner too. I like those weird ones where they the make. Maze Runner was good. Too. Did you re- did you? Read? I didn't. Okay. I mean the movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I kind of gave up on the the book thing. Probably you know though Fifty Shades of Grey, which I haven't seen that movie, mm-hmm. but I have read at least portions of the book. She's a shit writer and. She is rich beyond all fucking imagination now, and not just because of the publishing, but because she's selling fucking Fifty Shades of Grey dildos and anal beads and shit. It's <laughs> fucking outrageous. It's crazy. Fifty Shades of Anal Beads. <laughs> I just, I guess, you know, the- right the golden compass because of religious stuff that those were so because of my daughter i read a lot of this the 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 young teen fiction stuff as because she read i mean um uh harry potter um that was another one that got banned on a lot we, of occasions yeah yeah and we 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 read like i i fought with her about that she didn't she i i said what's better but she read vociferously she read crazy when she was a kid but she was reading trash so i tried to get her to read some other stuff so i i, I got the first harry potter book and i i set it on the couch and i said what what's better i said books or the the movies and she said the movies and she was just in a stage where she just was against me on everything right so i let it sit there for two weeks and then i brought it brought it home and only through order phoenix was out at that point in time book six and book seven hadn't come out yet but uh the 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 week following after i returned the book she she went and got a got a copy of it and uh she, she of course she read the first one in a day she was done she was through order of the phoenix by the end of the next week she because that's just kind of how she, she'd read all night long and then she'd go to school and fall asleep in her classes all the time that's my kid she's she's hilarious like that but uh a, after that point like stuff had come out and we, we'd read it together we read rick riordan uh, the the percy jackson stuff we went that stuff something i've never heard has ever been banned but i'm sure somebody would find something to ban about it some stupid fucking thing but uh the philip pullman books um and 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 a bunch and a bunch of all those uh the hunger game stuff the divergent stuff we we read it she she read divergent she's like, oh, this lady needs to get shit and editing editing getting taken care of but she was right about that with that but uh i love a lot of those young kid books but i haven't gotten to maze runner yet so at some point in time i just don't have any time i, I just listen to pain. shit <laughs> yeah um there's there's a lot of good books out there and you know sometimes the writing's good story not good story good writing not good maybe that's the case with 50 shades of gray maybe the story is great 
Maybe I mean, they made a movie out of it. Maybe it would be better if you used the anal beads while you were reading them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that could be the case. Um, so yeah, I I would, uh, you know, if if you got a favorite band book, um, let us know. You can reach us on Twitter or on TikTok. Um, I'm still working on the Facebook slash whatever other social media there is um 720-334 roll yeah that's our phone number if you want to call or text um i mean you know there's a lot to say about books we could probably say a bunch more and just real quick though before we close out i mean what are some of your favorites i mean i talked about 1984 um Brave New World, or what's your favorite author on the band book list? You? No, Ralph Ellison. I mean, Invisible Man. That's okay. my that's my favorite book. I mean, like uh, every one of those that you said, though, those are all ones that uh, that had an incredible influence over me. All that science fiction stuff from the early days when they were imagining these uh, uh, like dystopian societies. I always liked the 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 imagining dystopian futures because i think that's the function of science fiction is that you you imagine what could be and then you you know try to understand where you're going where you're at and either you know correct or you know move in a different direction so i mean aldous huxley man fucking that's that's important stuff you know i always think it's so funny that you know in orwell they just use power to control everybody Mm -hmm. um and you know this like iron fist type control and then huxley's stuff they use drugs with a little bit of you know this influence and i I soma that's (laughs) that's the best way to distinguish the two of them and is that you know the one used drugs and then the other one pictured this just authoritarian you don't get drugs you barely get coffee it's it's interesting though how everybody associated that with communism, you know, th- that his rhetorical disposition in that space was about. Because if you if you listen, Orwell even talks about it. He was talking about government and, and and social existence in general, suggesting that that could happen in the United States as well. It wasn't just a critique of the Soviet Union. They you know? they have to say that shit because if you don't, and people start to like that book, then you know it's that thing they're afraid maybe they'll see the light and so now if somebody reads 1984 and they oh they well i'm not gonna say that i like it because it's associated with communism and we know how they feel about communism i mean they fucking tried to burn down hollywood because of it and all this other shit so you know they have to say that shit i think um and it's it's fucking horrible but if they nah whatever (laughs) anyway um we're we're over the 45 um we got a good show coming up on political correctness so i highly encourage you to join us on friday um what else you gotta say ah it's a good day we'll see you soon it's an okay day we'll talk to you later (laughs) that's positivity folks (laughs) later